Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day it is you're listening to this program. Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Folks, it's Dallas week. There's only two times a year, although this year it might be three. We'll talk about that. But two times a year when you can say it's Dallas week, and we are at that point. Week 15 of the season, Eagles, Dallas, down in Texas. So it's a special game on a special night, being Christmas Eve. And so for that, it's a special episode, and I bring on a special guest. Talked about him in my last podcast when I reviewed the uh, Bears game. So without any further ado, welcome back to the Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. My special guest, Matt, welcome back to the show. Well, it's always a fun experience to be back on your podcast here to talk Philadelphia Eagles, uh, especially during Dallas week. You know, I've been watching uh, social media through Facebook and, and any other of the accounts that I'm on, and I see this banter go back and forth, and I've engaged with a couple Cowboys fans here and there and stuff, but but one Philadelphia Eagles fan summed it up perfectly on whatever stream I was on, where they just said, just beat Dallas. That's it. Now, can't say it any better than that. That's the mindset I'm in. Just beat Dallas. I don't care how you do it. I don't care who plays in the game. Just beat Dallas. Well, it's funny you said that. It's a good segue because it be, might have an interesting player at quarterback for this game. Uh, when uh, when I last podcast after the Bears uh, recap, I did not know the extent of Hertz's injury. And uh, the audience out there may recall that I – before I even knew he was injured, I went off on Sirianni and the offensive play calling and the whole game plan to begin with going against the Bears about not running Sanders, which I've said all year, but that game was ridiculous. He had four carries going into the fourth quarter. And in a game where it's freezing cold outside, wind's blowing around, their field goal kicker, their own field goal kicker on the Bears didn't want to kick field goals. Just tells you how bad the wind was that day. And... And yet the Eagles' game plan was to pass the ball. Pass, 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 pass. Uh, Andy Reid-itis. And then when they didn't pass it, which was even more infuriating, it wasn't a handoff to Sanders. It was a designed run for Hurts. I'm like, what are you trying to do? So, um, so anyway, come to find out. I would said all that before I even knew Hurts was injured. And now we find out. And it's not, uh, you know, there could be some out there that haven't aren't aware of it yet. But Hertz does have and was diagnosed with a MRI confirmed shoulder sprain. Now it's not serious, but reports are they might miss as many as one to two weeks potentially. Or if you listen to Jalen today in his press conference, he says he might play Saturday. So we have no idea what's going on. But the bottom line is, Hertz is hurt, and uh, we may see Garden. Uh, Gardner Minshew. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that, Matt? I got a couple of thoughts. Number one, if it was up to Jalen Hurts, he would play. Um, the, yeah. I don't know if you saw the any of the story about Jordan Mulata running over to him after he did that nasty hit. <laughs> I did. And he's like, no, man, stay down, stay down. And Jordan Hurts' response back is, dude, pick me the fuck F up. up. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan like, yes, sir. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. I just think back, and, you know, I don't want to bring Wentz into it, but I'm like, I don't picture Wentz being the second way. No, uh, no. That's, that's the heart and soul that is Jalen Hurts. And I'm like, the guy would, would die in the field if you, if you didn't have any medical people telling him, no, this is, we're going to be smart about this. So I think they, the smart move is you've got a good backup quarterback in Gardner Minshew. We don't need to win this game, although it's always fun to beat Dallas. And, boy, there's nothing I want more than to just crush Dallas, right? No score is ever good enough for me. Like, I want 60 points. Yeah. If, if we scored 50, I want 60. So And beating him with a backup um, quarterback would be a little extra. Oh, it'd be fantastic. And it would oh, prove Michael Parsons right, actually. <laughs> it's a good freaking team that we got here in Philadelphia. Hurts is an exceptional player as well. Yeah. But, you know what? That's the one thing I think... We would miss though, because we handled Michael Parsons. He did so well in that first game. Yeah, and he couldn't. He was always caught in space between shit. Hertz is running at me. 
and the running backs behind. Yeah, they him. ran right at him. Yeah. Yeah, and they just they kept going at him. They're like, we're gonna make you play in space. You choose who you want it to go with. You go cover, great. Hurts is gonna grab six yards. Yeah. You want come at Hurts, great. We're gonna throw it right over your head to Sanders or Goddard, who will be back. You know, so that's the part that they might miss. But is Minshew athletic enough to maybe at least do? He some can move around. Thing? It's not like he's totally yeah. mobile that back there. Yeah, but but Minshew's good at certain things too, and I think the coaches are good. And I think they'll they'll play if Minshew's the starter. I think they'll they'll put plays in that work to his strengths. And the one thing that you know that we would God if Gardner Minshew starts against the Dallas Cowboys and secures his home field advantage through playoffs, isn't that a freaking great Philadelphia story? Heck yeah! So yeah, and he's gonna do it. Yeah, and he's gonna do it with all the uh, trimmings, you know, because. You know, who knows what he, he'll do at the end of that game if he's walking off the field after, you know, or taking that last knee to the ground. <laughs> Securing the Eagles first round by, I could see him doing some head banging or something at the end of the game. Yeah. yeah. Just, it, Playing air guitar or something. Yeah, all, all these people that, you know, people that talk in Vegas about the line moving and all that stuff based yeah. on whether Hurts plays or not. I'm like, these are people that I swear to God don't know football. Right. Uh, they know betting. But I'm not sure they know football. I mean, this is as Chris Berman used to say. This is why they play the games. Right. Uh, and the Eagles have been and, underappreciated all year, even when they're only you know only one blemish on their record. They're still not getting a ton of love in the press. No. Yeah. No, I kind of get that though, right? Because even as a diehard Eagles fan, I'm watching these games. I'm like, how good are we? Like that Niners team. That's that's the team I want to play. Like where we beat the Vikings pretty handily. The Vikings have maintained. The Vikings have no defense, but they have no defense exactly. And I'm like, Dallas is probably the best defense that we played, and we handled them fine in the first game. Right. So you know, other defensive teams that we've played, that's that's the I Titans usually know. are, but they were kind of banged up a little bit. So you know, usually that's a barometer too. The Titans, yeah. uh, that's a defensive minded coach, defensive minded team, and the Eagles blew them out, blew their doors off, but they weren't 100 percent healthy to their defense, so it wasn't a but you know it's still a tough-minded team. Not many teams you see blowing out the Texans or the uh, Titans. You no, know, you know, and the Saints' defense isn't that bad either, even though they don't have a great right. record this year. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see some interesting things happen between. I mean, our last few games are with who? We got Cowboys. Um, Cowboys, Saints, um, Giants. Giants. Is there That's another? It. Is there another team in there? Or is that it? That's it, right? That's it. Yeah. Cowboys. Cowboys, Saints, Giants. Giants. Those are the last three games. Okay, yeah. And so Eagles have to only win one of those three or have a San Francisco or Vikings loss, and they clinch the number one by number one seed. So here's the, here's the thing with that, and this is my last opinion or last comment that I have about Hurts and whether he plays or not. Nothing is guaranteed. So I'm like, until you know you've got it in the bag, you start everybody who can start. Agree. That, that's my philosophy. Agree 100%. Yeah, because you just don't know what's going to happen. These teams love playing spoiler at the end of the year, and you can't ever gauge an NFC East uh, right. rivalry like the Giants and Eagles and hope that things should turn out the way that you expected. That's again, that's why they play the game. Because all so, three, yeah, to your point, all three teams are motivated for various reasons. Dallas, obviously, just because that that goes without saying, they're always motivated to beat the Eagles, just like the Eagles are always motivated to beat them. Saints, they're motivated because. They're on the butt end of the trade from last year. You know they want to beat the Eagles. You know, yeah. maybe it's not a rivalry, but you know the Saints would love to stick it to the Eagles if they can. And that's probably the most least of, of it all. And then the Giants, they're fighting for their playoff lives. Yeah. And, and that coaching staff will have them ready to play regardless. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, yeah, did we blow out the Giants? Yeah. Can we blow out the Saints? Probably. Yeah, they should win all three games if they, you know, if they were starters, if their starters played. Now, you know, that's going to be the other interesting thing is if the Eagles do clinched, do they do they uh, play their starters against? Because there is some incentive for the Eagles with that Saints game to win that game. Normally, there's not, but that draft pick is is in is up in the air. <laughs> yeah, but you know, here's what's funny about that because I was thinking all along that yeah, they're you know that's a huge incentive and all this. And I think it was Reuben Frank. I want to say it was Reuben Frank. I want to give him the credit for this. Yeah, he, he said, which I wasn't even thinking it was dynamic. But he goes, yeah, yeah, well, get out there, get those Eagles to get out there and win that Saints game so they can draft the guy to replace them. 
I'm like, that's a good, that's a good thought. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, let's let's get the Eagles a higher pick so they can replace me. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I was I credit Ruben Frank for that. It was funny. But uh, but there's something to be said about that because that pick right now, a win or a loss, could move that pick up up or down a handful of slots potentially. So, you know, and you know how he's going to want to win that game. So how he's definitely going to want to win that game. Yeah. How he's looking at that value, and I think he'll have Jeff Lurie's, uh Oh yeah, how he's going to be like, dude, you're playing at least most of your starters. Yep. <laughs> Pull them after we have a lead. So that's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, so the latest on Hurts, just to, just to kind of, you know, finish that piece of the discussion off is, um, I tend to think they're probably not going to play him. But then again, to your point, which is the one that I think is the most, and I think Sirianni kind of has this belief too, is that until you have that number one seed clinched, if you guys can go, you play him. And if Hurts comes, if Hurts you know, on Friday evening says, you know what, coach, I can go tomorrow. Then I think Hurts is going to play. I think he's going to play. And here's, here's why. Unless the coaches see him. And here's, here's the only thing you have to make Hurts do. You have to make sure, because it's his throwing shoulder, right? It is his throwing shoulder, yeah. So come Friday, if there's any hesitation, if there's anything that looks different about his delivery or his distance or his timing or his – Ability to throw that ball on all the routes that they've been running this year. Yeah. That he's if he if he goes to their practice and he's fine, he just needs a little ice on the shoulder afterwards. Then he's playing. I don't I don't see him sitting. I think that's a think that's a very good uh, summary of, of how it should play out. I agree. I think if they see any hitch, any lower velocity, anything like that that shows that that arm is bothering him, sit him. Otherwise, if he's hitting the throws. Doesn't look like he's in pain. He says he's good to go. Then play him. Um, what is interesting? And did you watch the game last week? So I, you know, I don't want to crush certain apps, but I've been playing with the NFL Plus app. Oh, <laughs> trying to combine that with yeah Sunday ticket, see as many Eagles games as I can. Well, they gave me the first half of the Bears Eagles. And then they said, due to broadcast restrictions, they had to show me the Dallas-Jacksonville game, which I already had on Sunday ticket. What? I didn't have the Eagles game because it was blacked out due to local red regulations. I'm like, Halfway through the game they did that to you? Yeah, so why is NFL Plus app telling me otherwise? So I couldn't see the whole second half. So I missed. All right. I had it. The reason why I'm – okay. Well, the reason why – that sucks. But the reason why I'm asking you about that is after he was injured, is when he you probably saw the highlight of the the Brown pass down the two yard line, down yes. the sideline. Okay, yep. so that play was after Hurts' injury. He threw that on a dime down the field to AJ Brown. Yeah, I, I don't think he's not going to play. So like, to me, that's like, he, dude, he's got some soreness. There's no way Hurts the guy the Jalen Hurts has demonstrated who he is all season. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way he's not gonna play. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of agree. He knows. he knows what Philadelphia thinks about this game. There's no way he's not gonna play. Yeah, I hear you. You wonder if Casariani's out there going, well, you know, he might. I can't rule him out, but he's kind of like leaning towards. But but Sirianni loves to play those games. He's like the gamesmanship stuff. He's never gonna give Dallas any indication who that he's starting this week. No, because he he never does that. Now, I would let Mitch take all the practice reps and just set Dallas up to have to focus on studying two quarterbacks. But Hurts is playing if he's healthy, and like I said, if he if he somehow is is uh, unable to complete the passes and the throws that he's been making all year, then you sit him, even if it's a slight twitchiness. Then it's like, nope, nope, we have enough to say you're you're sitting. But well, if he's throwing all fine. Now making no a th- different than what they've seen all year, then he plays. All right, well, I'll play devil's advocate for here for a second. So understanding exactly what you said, and let's just say for this uh, hypothetical that exactly what you just said, Friday night he's fine, game day he's fine, send him out there. Knowing that Dallas has one of the better defenses in the league and one of the best defensive players in the league. And how about Mika Parsons coming in there sacking uh, – or just tackling. It doesn't necessarily have to be a sack. 
uh, hurts, and he lands on that right shoulder and re-injures it. Would they take that risk? I would, because you got nothing until you got something. You let okay. Minshew take all the snaps all week and get him prepared, because guess what? He might be playing, regardless mm-hmm. of who starts. Right. And if we somehow have to take a hit from Michael Parsons, I have no problem. And, like, I know there's probably haters out there that would be like, oh, you should have rested him, blah, blah, blah. Now we don't have, like, look, we don't have nothing secure. We have so nothing secured right now except just that we clinched the playoffs by. That's it. Exactly. Yep. And it matters to have home field advantage. So. Oh, yes, it does. Especially when you're talking about the 49ers, which we'll talk yeah. about there more a little bit later. Yeah, but exactly. You so don't want to like, go to San Francisco and play them out there. No. Nope. And, and the thing is, you know, that's where we're at. That's, that's where we're at. If it were, if we already had home field wrapped up, sure. Right. Yeah. Anyone's probably going to sit out of an abundance of caution. But if you were a wild card team and you had to win this week to get into the playoffs, who'd be playing? Hurts, without question. Hurts would. Yeah. So I think if I were a coach, that's what I would do. I'm not going to second guess Sirianni. If he doesn't play, next man up. And think about play. this. Right. And, and think about the whole reason, right, that you want to buy. So you can what? Rest your guys. Rest. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, so yep. I, I the more I think about it, I think Hertz is going to go out there too. And and I watched his press conference today. I don't know if you had a chance to see it. That he was only out there for about seven or eight minutes. And he just, you know, he, he's never going to give it the thing away either. But he's like, yeah, you know, I'm dealing with something. <laughs> he's just very vague. I, I love Hertz that way. He doesn't give the press anything. Uh like, they're always looking for some juice. Or he'll just, you know, for, like he even said, he's like, are we going to talk about Dallas? Are we going to talk about the defense I'm facing? Like, yep. he was, and his point was, enough about my arm and my injury status. We we got a game to play, guys. Yep. So, and he's always like that. He's constantly always focused on the team, the next game, that's it. He's so, yep. and that's what you love about Hurts. He's just, he's not interested in any of the fluff stuff ever. Yep. You know what I like seeing from Hurts as well is the, the after game locker room clips that you see. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like you you would be like, does the guy even have a pulse? Like talk about somebody that looks like he has ice in his veins all the time. Yeah. And then to see him get fired up in these moments with the team, I'm like, ah, yeah, the fire is there for sure. That's what you love about him. That's what we've always loved about him from the beginning. And now that he's yeah. now that he's done those things and taken those steps that me and you talked about extensively in the preseason before the season started, about the, the steps that we were hoping and looking for Hurts to make this year. He has made them in spades. So. He's made them in spades, and his worst game was against the Bears. Right? Like, right. That's the only game that kind of like I, – I didn't see And it was in seven. horrible weather. It was freezing cold and windy as hell. Yeah. Not to make yeah, excuses. You got to – like I was saying in my podcast, last, last, my last podcast, not to make excuses for that because he obviously you know, playing in Philadelphia – He's going to have crappy cold weather in Philly too, so he's got to learn. Like I was, one point that I made in my last podcast, Matt, was that they've drafted a lot of Alabama guys, the guys that are used to playing in the dome, a nice cozy seventy degree weather, and it probably is going to take these guys a little adjustment to get used to playing in these cold weather games. Yeah, you know the uh, Demonte Smiths and the uh, and uh, Jordan Davises, you know all these guys. The, the who's the linebacker there that they got um, the future captain? I'm making that call now, so when it happens, Georgia I can Bulldog. pat myself on the back. Huh? Talking about the Georgia Bulldog? Oh yes, I'm sorry, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my point was that he plays down down the south. Yeah, what the heck's his name? Nicobe Dean. Nicobe, thank you. Yes, Nicobe Dean. Um, uh, yeah, as I was talking about the Georgia guys and the Alabama guys that that the Eagles have brought into this team, not used to playing in this cold weather. No, but you got Darius Slay. He's used to playing in the NFC North. You got Jason Kelsey, Cincinnati Bearcat. Oh yeah, no, I'm not talking about everybody on the team. I'm just talking about you know some of these new, you know, new new guys we brought in recently since we started really drafting finally in that pipeline down there in the South. Yeah. Um, See, here's the deal, though. So you put a guy like Gardner Minshew on the field starting, and it won't matter. He'll make it fun for everybody. Oh, yeah. He, well, there's a part of me that would love yeah. to see him play, actually. But Yeah. He's got a major – he's got incredible leadership skills himself, and he just wears it on his sleeve a lot more. You know, he's an emotional guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's the, he's the he's polar opposite of Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is the polar opposite. We got one that's stone faced, no matter how what the pressure situation or if he just scored a touchdown, barely has any, you know, much reaction other than the occasional end zone dance. But then you got Minshew who will go ballistic. Oh yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, an interesting contrast. Uh all right, before we go and dig into the Dallas game, I just thought since I have it here and we'll go over really quick is I'm going to do the rundown that me and you did, again, the preseason of the record and just kind of uh, either laugh at what our picks were, <laughs> you know, and just kind of how it went. So uh, we had them both winning against the Lions. And then if you remember, we had them both losing game two against the Vikings, which, yep. which you know, they won that game. Then they won the game versus the Commanders. We were there. Won the game against the Jaguars in that horrible weather, and you were not feeling well at all. And, and that was a horrible weather game, and they won that game. Then we had them, and this is the one that surprised me, and I, I kind of know why I picked it, but we both had them losing against the Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah. And then against we, Kyler Murray. Yes, but, against uh, Kyler Murray, yeah. Um, which, actually, they, weren't they losing in that game? They, it was kind of a close game for a while there, I think. It wasn't like they blew them out, if I remember right. I don't know what the final was in that one. Yeah, I think that was another one where Hertz just kind of took it upon himself. Yeah, I think it was still a close game, so we weren't right. like far off in that one. Um, but they also were without Hopkins, so they didn't play with uh, Hopkins was not back for that game yet. Yeah. Um. Then we had them beating the Cowboys. Then we had them beating the Steelers. Then we had them beating the Texans, and then the Commanders. They lost, as you know. Their only loss was that game against Commanders. Now you know. Eagles beat themselves in that game, and they had a couple of really horrible calls against them. But the Commanders took advantage of it, to their credit, you know. Um, and then we had them, both of us, losing back-to-back against the Colts and the Packers. <laughs> Those are the two that kind of make me laugh looking back. <laughs> well, I remember talking about it, thinking, like, there's a trap game in there somewhere. Yeah. There's a good team somewhere. So we're like, Packers and Titans just didn't live up to being a good team. Well, we had them both beating the uh, Titans. It was the Colts. Yeah, we had the Colts and Packers back-to-back losses. Wow. Yeah. Those are the ones that kind of come off the page. Because of the way we never saw the Colts or Packers, you know, have the seasons that they were having. We knew the Packers might step back a little bit without uh, Devontae uh, Adams. Yeah, I thought a receiver would step up, though. I'm just well, they kind of they do have a receiver that has stepped up, that Christian Watson guy. Christian Watson, yeah, but I was like, Alan Lazard, you've been on that team. Right, he's been a huge disappointment, huge. Yep. Um, And kind of the running game has, too. Like, you kind of, I mean, not that Jones has had a bad season, but he hasn't, like, been the scoring machine like he was last year. Uh, I think the Packers really letting Devontae Adams, sometimes you just got to pony up the money because that team is really missing him. Um. So then we had them beating the Titans, beating the Giants, beating the Bears. And this week, this is where we kind of differed. So, because everything, I think we matched all the way to this game. Yeah, we did. So this is the first game where we differed. And I had the Eagles losing to the Cowboys on the road. You had them winning this weekend. And then next week, you have them losing to the Saints. And I haven't beaten the Saints. And then we both have them winning against the Giants. Now, those last two games might be completely meaningless, depending on what happens this weekend. But we both had the Eagles with a identical 12-5 and records, regardless. So I don't know if you wanted to you know, have any other comments on that, but I just thought it was fun to go, uh, go through that. I don't. I remember thinking, like, I remember thinking, like, uh, like realistically, that's how the season would go. Like, my optimistic sense would probably be the top range of that would have been probably one more win, like a 13-4 and four season. Yeah. Uh, and there's no way I would have guessed 13-1 and one at this point. And and maybe we will be, you know, at, either way, they're, they're, you know, they're better than what records we said they would have. Yeah, so, they can't even finish with our, our record. Yeah. No, happy with that. And, and, you know, here's the deal. Everyone's like, strict the schedule. They haven't played anybody. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's hard to win. Well, look at all these teams that are being upset, too. Yep. It's hard to win in the NFL. And The Chiefs almost know. lost to the Titans or the Texans. Yep. yep. And and so a win is a win. And, and exactly. I say this all the time when Andy Reid was coaching the Eagles. I'm like, just if you win the games you're supposed to win, 
then you're probably going to the playoffs almost every year that Andy Reid was here. He got stale for the last few, but like, man, when, when he was good and on his game and man, just, just win the games you're supposed to. Right. And, and then challenge all the rest of them, then you should be fine. And that's the one, you know, I keep thinking about that with, uh, with, with Dallas versus the Eagles this year. I'm like, the Eagles won the games that were supposed to win, except for that commander's game. Yeah, but that team also had a bunch of fluky, weird plays. A lot of weird stuff. Yeah, like, what the what the heck? Okay, now we have to overcome that. But you know, Dallas, you're supposed to beat Jacksonville, you right? Know? Especially when you have and a seven seventeen point lead with the uh, what yeah. six minutes left, something like that. And, and the one thing I gotta say, okay, if Mike is talking about hurts now, he to be fair, he was asked the question. He so, was, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's on a podcast or whatever show. Uh, so I don't fault Michael Parsons at all, but I'm like, you better be concerned about that defense if Jacksonville was able to score 31 points. Right. <laughs> Something yeah. ain't clicking on the defense. I got a so, question for you on Jacksonville because I know right from the beginning that you've been very down on Trevor Lawrence, and I'm wondering if you're starting to change your tune at all now about that guy. On the watching play, um, Something about the guy, something about the way he carries himself, I don't like. And I still am not sure if I like it. It's the opposite of what I see in Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. Yeah, I love, I love Burrow too. Joe Burrow yeah. says. But he was, they asked Joe Burrow about Brady the other night. They're like, oh, did you feel uh, playing Tom Brady? And you, know, you watched him as a kid. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love Burrow too. I love, no, I I love Burrow too. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Love Joe Burrow. Yeah, people think he's cocky. He's a gamer. Know. Well, you know what? Sometimes, yes, you know, he's a he's more of a gamer than cocky, but he can rug people the wrong way as being yeah. cocky. But to me, he's just he's it's more confidence than than cockiness. If you ask me, yeah, yeah. I love. Him. So Trevor Lawrence, it was it was fun to watch him because I thought in that game there was a ton of growth there, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, and this is this is again like I give Doug Peterson a lot of credit, right? Yeah, you have love, to. Love Doug Peterson and. Yeah, I think he's always going to be his best at coaching when he's got young underdogs to work with. Yeah. No expectations. I think he's brilliant in bringing people on. And that Trevor Lawrence game, I mean, that game should have been over anyways. Lawrence just made that mistake on the fumble. Should have gone down yeah. and slid once he got that first down. And he just he just started to get a little Wentz-like in hero ball. <laughs> it's like, that's what happens when you play hero ball. You go from a hero to an absolute. I wonder if what Dougie said to him on the sideline, like, listen, I saw enough of that shit in Philadelphia. Don't don't be you playing wonder, don't be playing any hero ball here. It's not gonna be good for your career. Yeah. Yeah. No. But why do you think I'm here? Yeah, exactly. There's a reason why I'm your coach here. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. Uh, but he did. Lawrence made a bunch of throws late with a whole ton of pressure on him. Um so that was impressive. It'd be interesting to see how they finish the season down there in Jacksonville. I'll tell you what, the one team I don't want to see in the playoffs. If we're ready to talk about what may Well, that's happen. a team in the AFC I don't think anybody wants to see in the playoffs is Jacksonville. No, no, they're they're playing, they're, they're they're firing on a few cylinders now that weren't firing. By the way, before you ask me the question you're about to ask, or go yeah. in the direction you're about to go in, uh, I just want to make because I saw a stat where I think I since I think it's since week eight that Trevor Lawrence leads the uh, NFL in touchdown passes to interception ratio. It's like eighteen touchdowns to one interception, something like that. It's crazy. Wow, like he, he's been playing sick. Yeah, who do they have? Jacksonville, DJ Chark. Right, he doesn't have that many, you know. Well, he got Christian overpaid Kirk. Yes, who's has none squat. <laughs> right. And the other guy, number seven, made that exceptional catch. Uh, toe tapping both feet in the end zone. Oh, um, yeah, Zay Jones, is that him? Yeah. Zay Jones? Yeah, yeah, he had, Zay Jones. yeah, he had like three touchdowns in that game. That was a former, I think he was a Bill? Is that where he came from? Or the Raiders? I forget where he came from. He played for either the Raiders or the Bills. I can't remember who drafted him, but uh, anyway, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. What uh, what were you? Well, so there's only two teams I don't want to play. I don't want to play the nine. Well, the, the Niners is going to be a tough game. Yeah, not, it's not like I don't want to play. It's, it's going to be an awesome yeah, game. yeah. It's just well, it's a game. It's a team that can like that. that can you know. And this Detroit, ride around for sure. If Detroit sneaks into the playoffs, yeah, yeah. I don't want to see Detroit. I, yeah, I'm not as worried about Detroit. I hear you though, because they could score with anybody, and they gave us they gave us problems, you know, the first time we played. And they're a better team now than when we played them before. And there's no pressure. 
And there's no pressure. They're playing with uh, house money, as they say. Different thing when you got house money and you have no expectations. You can go out and lay everything on the line and, and play play like champions, you know? Yeah. No, that's a – you know what? I'm kind of – I don't I don't mean – yeah. I agree. Yeah, Detroit could definitely – could definitely uh, scare a lot of teams and beat anyone. You know, that offense – you know, we've all been critical of Goff, and, you know, but he's had a good season. He's had a really yep. good year. He's playing yep. well. And that team can score with anybody. They're one of the top scoring teams in the league. Um, yep. And they can get after the quarterback, too. Uh-huh. And they can run the ball, also. That's why I'm like, I don't want to see Detroit. Yeah. Well, I don't think the Eagles would see them unless they unless it'll be the NFC Championship game. Well, maybe not. If they squeeze in. Yeah, you know what? I guess if they do get in, and at least who they advance in front of then, they would have to either kick the Giants out or who's the la- who's the last seed right now that's in? So, like if it ended today, who's that last uh, seed? Like uh, the eighth seed? Seattle behind that. Is it Seattle? I thought Seattle was in that mix. Commanders, Seattle, Giants. But yeah. So in, in, losing, they, they, they lost a lot. And out of lost. those teams, to your point, even as high as the Giants at the four seed, There's, they're better than any of those teams. Yeah, by far. Yeah, right? by, by far. far. Yeah, by far. They're way better than the Commanders, the Giants, and uh, and Seattle. Way better. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I guess the Packers are still in that mix too. So Green Bay, Detroit, Seattle. Uh, I think Carolina still has like a really really yeah because that whole division sucks. Nice algebraic equation to get in, but yeah, that whole division's sorry, sad this year. That was the NFC East last year. Yay, we're going to the playoffs. Here's the thing. If I was Dallas, though, and and uh, as much as I, you know, I'm glad. It's been kind of fun to watch Brady finally suck. Uh, it's the same with the Patriots, too. I'm getting, kind of getting a little enjoyment of that. But I don't know if Dallas is going to be all that comfortable having to face Tom Brady in the first round of playoffs. I mean, you don't know what Brady will show up. That might be it, Brady. It's like, okay, guys, second season, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Knocks okay, Dallas but- right out first first round. <laughs> That would be funny. Gosh, and you never know, man. If they get if they get Evans and Godwin healthy, that's still a team that can play. There's their line, their offensive line, though, would have trouble with that. Yeah, I, I don't know what their deal is this year because none of those like all those guys have been pretty healthy all year. It's not like they haven't had Evans and and uh, no, they're skill players, yes, but their old lines. Their old lines would be not because I mean Brady's had a. I know Brady's been having a shitty year because I have him in fancy and he's done absolutely jack tough. jack squat for me all season. Yeah. A lot of people laying hands on Brady this year. He's not used Finally. To yeah. Um, um, all right. I know we're getting towards the end of the show. Yeah, we got another, you know, 20 minutes or so. Okay. Um, I mean, we could go but, that long, or we can cut it off. I mean, there's a few other things I wanted to run cover. Well, just you mentioned Patriots, and it's fun. To, you know, anyone that's been watching people oh. change What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> is Belichick still one of the greatest coaches of all time after that play? Yeah. I was flipping back and forth between the Raiders game and, the and all of a sudden, like, I had to go, I think I had to go pick up um, my son from a friend's house or something. But I'm like, I get back and I'm like, how the hell was this? And I hear the radio report the score. I'm like, how the hell was that the score? Like, <laughs> right. it was in overtime. And I'm like, it was, it's just, this doesn't make sense. How the hell did the, how the, hell did the Raiders Well, it was just about to go to overtime, right? <laughs> it was. Wasn't it the end of the game and they were just trying to – or was it – that play was in overtime? I want to say that was in overtime. Okay, it could you could be right. I thought it was either like about to go in overtime and they were just kind of like, hey, let's try to see if we can score before it goes in overtime or was it actually in overtime? Oh, you're I, I right. Think. No, you're right. It was actually before overtime. Right. So all they had to do was just go down. Right. You haven't lost. Yeah, once the play was over and they knew they couldn't advance any further, <laughs> go down. Unbelievable. <laughs> These guys, like, do, do they not know that they didn't have to score in that play? <laughs> uh, they played that like they had the score there. No, it was so funny because I, I just watched with my family the Stanford Cal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stanford band, yeah. Yeah. And was, the tuba player the tuba player against the, the freaking – the, the tuba player against a double axe handle on the back. <laughs> He's playing. I've never – there's one guy that was like, what the hell? I mean, reaction to anything that happens in your in your life. 
that guy must have been like, what the sets out there playing the song, you know? There's no idea what's going on. And he has a double axe handle right behind him while he's uh, playing. That was horrible. If, if any of your listeners have not seen that or yeah. are too young to have heard anything about Stanford Cal and John Elway's drive and the and the awesome play that occurs with four seconds left on the clock, they have to go watch the ESPN documentary um, about that game. Because it's they they break it down. They they talk to all the band members. They talk to all the football players. They talk to Ron Rivera, who was a linebacker at Cal at the time. They they talk to everybody basically, but Elway. And, Do they talk to the tuba player? Yeah, they talk to his trombone player. Oh, trombone. They, they talk to him. They talk to everybody. They talk to the drum major. It, it's just a great great story of why people watch sports in the first place. Like it's amazing. Like that that play, and the radio announcer himself. It's still the best radio call. I, I know people are fans of other sports and stuff, but I'm like, to me, that call is my favorite all-time radio call in the history of sports. Better <laughs> better than uh, Al Michaels? Uh, it wasn't Al Michaels. It was, no, I mean, uh, I said better than Al Michaels and the, uh, Miracle on Ice. I yeah. love Miracle on Ice. I love Deep Blue Miracles. Yes, it's a great call. But as far as, like, feeling the emotion yeah. and, like, the band is on the field <laughs> and disbelief at the same time. Like, yeah, what yeah. The hell Can't believe what he's seeing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's because the band, nobody's paying attention. <laughs> the game is over. Clearly, the trombone player was not paying any attention. Ah, so good. Yeah, so good. So I, I don't want to talk up, take up all that space, but I can't believe what the Patriots did. And Bill Belichick must have been like, "What? Where am I at? What is yeah. happening since <laughs> just in disarray." Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I mean. How can you go onto the field and all your players, not, you know, because they were all trying to like make a play like it was like they had the score. It's like yeah. not one of those guys. Field goal range, they had everything. They had, not they had, one of those guys just went, just take the ball and just go to the ground. I mean, what the hell are you guys doing? And then to cap it off, the Mac Jones attempted a tackle and he gets completely stiff armed to the ground. That was classic. <laughs> <laughs> By a former Patriot player. That just like icing on the cake. That was Chandler Jones, a former Patriot. I mean, honestly, Mac Jones is like one of the least athletic quarterbacks. He'd be like Tom Brady trying to tackle somebody. Yeah, he just got totally face mashed, <laughs> mashed into the ground. Like, get the hell out of my way, dude. That's funny. Anyways, uh, thanks for the tangent there. But that, that, when you mentioned Patriots, I'm like, that's got to be the craziest play. That's, that's the anti-band is on the field play. Like, what, what are you doing? It was a crazy weekend of football between that and the Colts collapse against the Vikings. I mean, I I was, as you know, I was not watching that game because I had a, a card show that I was at, and I was actually yeah. just wrapping up and heading my home. And I was getting your text saying, holy, what the heck, Minnesota? It's 33 nothing Colts at halftime. Like, I don't think, I'm yeah. just like texting back to you like, what? You got to be kidding me. Yeah. What the hell? No like, way. This is it. I'm like, it don't matter who we play. We, we got home field right here as soon as the Vikings lose. And then, um, and then, and then they, they, they scored. They scored like a field goal the rest of the game, and Minnesota came all the way back and, and won. That is, that is amazing. You got to give the Vikings credit for that, regardless. And Matt Ryan will forever be known as the guy that lost two major choke jobs, three, four in the Super Bowl, and then lost the biggest comeback in history. Like, oh my god, that's not something I want to be associated. I was saying in the podcast. I think it was. Yeah, I think I had another podcast where I was just talking to somebody about it. I'm like. You could have a thirty-three to nothing lead at halftime, and like almost intentionally try to give up that lead the rest of the game, and you would have a hard time giving up that lead. <laughs> like if you were trying to lose, yeah, like yeah. just playing reckless and whatever, and you would probably still have a hard time blowing that lead. And somehow they figured so out how weird. to do it. Yep, so weird. Um. All right. Let's talk about Dallas. We'll spend the next, the last five, ten minutes here about the game and uh, your thoughts on your Cowboys, maybe specifically Dak. What do you think the Eagles' keys to victory are? And what do you think? Yeah, go ahead. Much as Dak seems to play bad in spots versus other teams, he has had the Eagles' number for the last five years. He has, but when you say that, though, just keep in mind that a few of those games are when the Eagles had nothing to play for and had their scraps in. Yes, that's true. But Dak seems to be on his game when he plays. He does play well against the Eagles. Yep, no doubt. So does he, so does so does the whole offense. So 
I think the Eagles have got to be able to run the ball. They have to be able to run the ball. And that's between the physical application of running the ball and the coaches calling plays to run the ball, not just RPOs all the time. Right. Everyone's like, well, we do. It's an RPO and we ran. I'm like, it's not. That's no, not the handing thing. the ball off to Sanders. Yeah. You don't have Maybe taking a snap from under center. Right. Uh, and then just that's not the Eagles' game. But I think, like, man, I wish they had a little bit more of that going into this postseason so that they could lean on that when they need it. Um, I think it's important that Avante Maddox is back and that the defense stays healthy. I know they signed Anthony Harris. It's oh, let me let me just stop you there real quick because uh, I, I haven't. Um, I always with the preview game. I always go over the injuries. I don't have Dallas because it's so early in the week, and yeah. uh, and also it's an early game this week for. I, you know, one thing I didn't realize until just this week was that I was thinking it was only just a few select games that were on Christmas Eve. Like almost the entire NFL slate is on Saturday. I didn't realize that. Yep. Um, and there's only like a few games. They kind of flip-flopped it. There's like a few games on Christmas Day, but the majority of the league is playing on Saturday. I didn't know that until this week. But anyway, um, so did not practice. Obviously, for, this is for today. Uh, Hertz obviously did not practice. Gardner Minshew didn't only because he's attending the funeral of that coach who died. Yeah, Mike Leach. Leach. Yep. And then uh, Kayvon Wallace mispracticed with a hip injury. Um, I don't know how bad that is. I didn't hear anything bad about it, but he didn't practice today. Tyree Jackson, uh, the backup tight end, knee, limited, and in full. Here's the good news, because I really like this guy. I haven't talked to you about him, actually. So it would be interesting just to get your take on him, because I don't have a feeling what, what it is, but we haven't talked about it. But full practice, Reed Blankenship. Good. Good, because I do not want to see Anthony Harris on the field against Dallas. I like Blankenship. Uh, I have Reed Blankenship. That guy's been playing two solid games. And by the way, our other safety, Marcus Epps. Yeah. It's been all over the place. And by the way, his hits, I know we blasted two guys the last couple of games. His no, hits legal. are legal. Yep. Like totally I had legal. a Washington, or who was it? Was it Washington? Or the Giants. I think it was the Giants. Um, no, it was the Titans game. He lit up the guy. That, yeah, the guy that he uh, caught the touchdown pass in the Titans. Burks. And yeah. freaking Epps laid him out. That was a legal hit. Also, and you know our friend, you know our friend Butch. Yeah. Butch went off like, "Oh, what a legal hit!" I'm like, Butch, he led with his shoulder. I'm like, yeah, I agree because their helmets did make contact. That it should that I had no problem with the flag, but don't say he was head hunting and all this. Like Butch yeah. went off, and I'm like, dude, watch the play again. He did not, yeah. you know, that was yeah. not a helmet to helmet. He led with his shoulder, and the helmets happened to hit. So I had no problem with the flag. I, I didn't, but yeah. you know. And then he crushed someone. It wasn't the Bears game. It was the game. Who they play for the Bears? Giants, right? He freaking laid someone out in the Giants, too. Yeah. Uh, but he's played so well this year. Yeah. And him and Blankenship, Blankenship with his light. Uh, he's a hitter, too. Light on opportunity so far. But I'm like, man, that guy, that guy came to play. Like, he almost has the impact there right off the bat. Like, yeah. I'm going to pick off Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, second, second or third play of his entire career. Yeah, and he just and he, he read that one. That was good vision, anticipation. Player, yeah, fast. He's got some size to him, so I'm like, yeah, I'm liking that guy. So I'm really glad he practiced because bringing back Anthony Harris would not have been an answer against this Cowboys. Agree. Yeah, so he's back in full um, there, which is good because he's probably going to start because. Um, What's his name? He's still out. Gardner's still out for probably another week or two even. I they may hold him out the rest of the year, you know, yep. just, you know, with his injury with a lacerated kidney that he had. You know, that was, that was pretty scary. Did you see that hit? Yes. When he went down? Yeah. And then he was, like, fine for a second, and then he ba literally could barely walk off the field. He knew something was wrong with him. Lacerated kidney, that sounds bad. I mean, it just sounds like something you don't want to have wrong with you. Yeah. So, yeah. I would say that, especially if the Eagles clinch, I wouldn't play him the rest of the year, the regular season. No, get Blankenship more and more time, more reps. Yeah. You know, especially if, if they win, if, if Hurts plays, and regardless, actually, if Hurts plays, if they beat Dallas, uh, I'm playing as many young players as quickly as possible. Yeah. You know? And the biggest – sorry, go ahead. No, the, the only thing that may occur is the Saints game, but I'm like, you know, Howie, Howie if he's within <laughs> – two picks of trading up to the top pick anyway, so he'll have enough age. So, yeah. yeah. 
Well, the biggest news, before I, and again, I don't have Dallas's reports. So I don't know who's injured on that team at all, although I do know that they lost their right tackle for the season. So our good old friend, Jason Peters, is their starting right tackle. So Yeah. And you know how he was his last year with the Eagles. He was, he'd play about 10 snaps and then have to go to the sidelines for 10 snaps, and then he'd come back in. So, you know, he's he, he can't last the game anymore. Uh, and he's, he's not good against speed guys. So, not good against, I'd say the same thing. Not good against the speed guys. So I would be putting Josh Sweat against him all game. Yep, exactly. Or Reddick. By the way, yep. who played? I had him as the player of the game last week. I know you missed the second half, but he did a lot of damage in the first half. He was that guy is like turned into a machine the last few weeks. Yeah. You know, like he's like unblockable to... lately. Yeah. So I, I did listen to Merrill for the second half of the game. So oh, you did. Okay. Absolutely deserved. Yeah. Yeah, the game, game ball, everything for. And sweat's been awesome too. On the other side, to your point, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that you know, I think they're gonna have to make the, the the defense has to show up and put it on their shoulders to beat the Cowboys, regardless of hurts in there or not. The defense should come out and make a statement. Yeah. One last one last piece there in the injuries. Yeah. Dallas is back for Dallas. Yes. And he's the key to beating Micah Parsons. <laughs> especially, and I was thinking about this, especially if Minshew does play, because I was at the game last year, happened to be at the only game last year on the road against the Giants. I went with a buddy to the yeah. Eagles-Jets game where Minshew had his only start last year. Guess who he threw two touchdown passes to in that game? Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. So it's like yeah. if he does play, his number one weapon from last year is back for the game also. So. And you know Gardner's sitting there like, please let me play with Dallas, AJ, and Devontae. Please, put them. this is the best offense I would have ever stepped on the field with. Let me show what I can do. He'll be pumped for it. That's and a good think, point. He's never had those weapons in Jacksonville. No. No. And I think I think that's why no matter what happens in offense, the defense should be talking to themselves saying, let's, let's not even worry about it. Let's just take this away from the offense and just make sure that we win it. Let's go win it. Yeah. Ourselves. Whatever the offense gives us a bonus, but let's just fucking destroy them. Well, they should be motivated, and and whether or not Mika meant, to, which me and you both agree, we don't think that he was trying to diss Hurts at all. But regardless, he gave potentially whether it's drawn up and made up or whatever, if it adds a little motivation to the Eagles bulletin board material to get them a little bit more amped up for the game, especially defensively, then hey, so be it. Let's go get them. Yep. He's a great player, though. I mean, I, I have very few things ever. And, I, again, I don't think he meant anything by it at all. Um, but uh, I'd be more – I'd certainly be concerned with him, the player, versus his words because the guy is a freaking force to be dealt with. And the Eagles, you know, they – like we were talking about earlier, they ran at him the first time. Yeah, they, the most important person – in the game will be Lane Johnson because yeah. you didn't hear Parsons' name even mentioned until Lane went out and got injured for that series of plays uh, the last time they met. Yeah. So if Lane is in, we'll be fine. Is that okay. was it the Dallas game where he left with a concussion? Yep. It was okay. Yep. All right, I forgot about that. Yeah, Lane. Lane is. You know, there's another stat, and I don't remember the exact stat, but he hasn't given up a sack in like two years. It's crazy. Like there's a hundred and something snaps, or I don't remember. Maybe it's way more than a hundred. But think of how many snaps in over two years' time, and he has not given up a sack. It's crazy. Yep. yep. By far the best tackle taken out of that draft. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And somebody else. Um. Like to the Eagles. Yeah. Any um. Any final thoughts uh, before just, I ask for a prediction? Just beat Dallas. No prediction. <laughs> just beat them. And just the end of the show the way we started the show. Just, yep. just beat, beat Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Eagles Nation, come together and just beat Dallas on Christmas Eve. Sounds good to me. It would be a nice early Christmas present for everyone. Um, but again, you know, the Eagles are putting themselves in a position where if they happen to lose this game, uh, they're still in good shape, you know. Uh, but like you said, just beat Dallas, especially on Christmas. We we want to have a nice, uh, nice, enjoyable Christmas. So let's go down to Dallas and show them who's boss. 
because all you hear from some of these arrogant Cowboy fans is, oh, you guys only beat us because, you know, Dak wasn't in the game. Okay. Same guys that were preaching how great and unbeaten that guy was before the Eagles beat him. Cooper Rush. Yeah. Yep. By the way, happy birthday to Reggie White. Uh, it was yesterday, I believe, it was his birthday. But I um, figured I'd mention that on the air. He would have been 61 years old. Rest in peace. Yeah. The greatest defensive lineman. Oh, yeah. I still love watching. I mean, we all remember how great. In fact, I still think to this day the best offensive lineman I've ever seen play is Larry Allen, how dominant yeah. that guy was. And saw and just seeing Reggie take one arm and throw that 300-whatever-pound guy who was really good, all pro, Hall yeah. of Famer, on his ass, just tells you all you need to know about Reggie White. Reggie was all power and all technique happening at the same time. Yeah, leverage, speed, power. Everything, quickness. I mean, he was, if he wanted to, you know, sprinkle pixie dust or fairy dust on, you know, a newborn to be an NFL defensive end, it's Reggie White's dust that you would use, uh, you know, to generate that that player. I mean, he is the prototypical defensive end. And still just ticks me off, just on a sidebar conversation, whenever they talk about Reggie White. And show him the package uniform. It drives me nuts. Hey, he he was the start of free agency. I know he was, but I just uh, it's, hard, it's still hard for me to see him in a, in a package uniform. Yeah, this is. Well, um, if Jeff Lurie was the owner back then, I don't think it would have happened. Oh, definitely would not. Nope. Although we say that, but he let Dawkins go. He let Dawkins go, but um, I think he also. I think there's more that played into that. Norm Bramman, it was. Yeah, he not, he he really yeah, yeah, he didn't care. Reggie was gone the moment that that became an option. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Good for, good for Reggie, bad things. Yeah, I, I I agree with what you're saying. Dawkins wanted to stay where Reggie was looking to get out because of the way he was being treated by uh, the owner. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a good good point. Um, all right, so. Let's see. We are right at the uh... – by the way, what the heck happened to our fantasy football team this year? I know it's completely side by bar, but, man, both of us sucked. I actually had a pretty decent team. I was the third scores, third highest scoring team in the league, and I didn't make the playoffs. I had a losing record. And your team, I don't know what happened, because you got a pretty decent team, and you like you just couldn't get going either. Got season. injured. All my guys got injured. Got injuries? Yeah. Through, there, there's nobody – with 12 league, with 12 team leagues, there's nobody. How are you doing your other leagues? Uh, I have a chance of winning the other one. I got to play my neighbor next week. I'm playing in Jerome this week. Oh, are you? And okay. He, and and it, it's a league where I haven't even thought about it. I forgot who my tight end is, but I haven't beaten anybody. But somebody dumped Goddard weeks ago, and nobody knew he was on the waiver wire. And you grab my him? opponent picked him up for this week, and I'm like, Oh, you're playing him. against him. Oh, man. I thought you were going to yeah. say you grabbed him. Okay. Yeah, oh, my man. team's pretty good in that one. I mean, it's, it's, that was pretty solid. I got Josh Allen, A.J. Brown, oh, wow. Jamar Chase, Josh Jacobs. Got Brown and Chase and Jacobs? I, I got Brown and Chase. And Jacobs. Josh Allen? My God, how's that team even lose? Josh Allen, uh, let's see, Miles Sanders is on that team. Oh, my God. I I'm completely stacked on that team. But I lost the touring title by a guy that's beat me up by, like, six points. <laughs> but let well, me guess, that team's got Jalen Hurts or yeah, Burrow. Yeah. Probably or or Mahomes probably right. So I'm playing against Burrow this week. He made, that team has Mahomes okay. and a bunch of other guys. So yeah. great. So we'll see. I did finish it ahead of uh, I don't know if Jay that uh, if Mr. yeah you Jay. finished ahead of Dexheimer. <laughs> Jay finished. Last. I'm ahead of I'm ahead of last. <laughs> no, the I'm league's good. biggest rivals finished second to last and last. Oh God! And Jay, I remember was like the first one to start. We own the own trades this year. Like yeah, this is this is my year. Like he had a good start to the season. Then I think he's lost yeah. like seven or eight straight games or something. Yeah. Oh, thing, there's just nobody on the waiver wire. Like if somebody goes down, it's like there's nobody out yeah. there. Yeah. This team's good. This is uh, league. It's tough in this league, man. I, I haven't been in the playoffs. I haven't won this thing. Like I, I still lead overall championships, but I haven't won in like a decade. I says I, I can't win anymore in this. I can't. I couldn't even get in the playoffs this year, and I had a pretty decent team. 
Anyway, we totally went off on a tangent here. It's our audience who's like wondering what the heck. You guys going to refocus on the birds? Let's go with a prediction. Eagles Dallas this weekend. What do you got? I'll say 31-28. Should we give a prediction with Hertz and with Minshew? No, I don't think it'll matter. No? I think it'll really? play. Okay. I think Minshew will throw for a couple of touchdowns and they run the ball. They might even do design runs, you know, instead of RPOs. I don't know. Like who? Uh, I, I kind of like that score. I do. I, do I think, think the Eagles are going to score thirty points, and I think Dallas won't. Okay, I like that score. I'm kind of right around that number too. Like I think it'll be a high-scoring game on both sides. I think Dallas will have enough. You know, Pollard's a tough. You know, their running backs good. You know, both running backs are good. Ezekiel always kills us, and then Pollard ends. You know, is another back you definitely have to pay attention to. Uh, yeah, CD, CD Lamb's having a great year. You just um, can't let CD bust some big plays. Like just keep him contained, and it's right. not the run. Dak will eventually throw us a pick. Yeah, I think if this Eagles line continues to play that they've been playing, you know, I think the Eagles will definitely win this game because yep. they just haven't been able to get stopped. They're averaging almost like six sacks a game the last like three weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, I'm you know that's a really good score. Like I'm right around there too. I feel like I just need to pick a different one to be a bit different, different here. Um, I guess well, I'll you go. Had, you had the Eagles losing to Dallas in the original prediction, so that's true. I do. Do I stay that way? I can't. I can't pick against. Not on Christmas Eve. I don't know what they go. I'm not sure if I knew that that game was on Christmas Eve one week. I wanted to bring Santa Claus to Dallas. Have Santa show up on the field. <laughs> um, God, I do think the Eagles will win. Uh, I will go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit. Like I'm thinking, should I go over your score or under? I think I'm gonna go a little bit under. I'm gonna go twenty-seven to. 23. That's respectable. Yeah. So I'll go a little bit under, even though I definitely think that this game could be, you know, right around where you have with Eagles get around 30 and Dallas is close there too. So I'll go 27-23. And that is also regardless of who starts. Yeah, quarterback. All right. Eagles Eagles D's got to show up. Eagles, yeah. I mean, like, that's what I mean. I think of the Eagles defense, if that front line – and Riddick and and uh, Hargrove, Hargrove, all those you know they're, they got <coughs> excuse me even the uh, you know even the Reggie Clyde and Jerome Brown teams didn't have four players with ten sacks. No, this team has got a chance to do that. Yep. I mean, you have Brandon Graham's got eight and a half. Sweat, I think, has got. Does he have ten yet? He's got like nine or ten. Reddick's over ten. And Hargrove has got like eight or nine. Eight or nine, yeah. So they're all within two sacks of of making that happen where they have four players. And it'll be the first time in Eagles history. Think of all those great defenses, right? That the Eagles have had. They've never been able to have they never have had four players with ten or more sacks on the team. They have a shot uh, at it this year. Yeah, I'm not sure any NFL team would have had that. Well, maybe they're still curtain guys. I don't know. It's true. I don't know. I need to look it up. Kevin Green and Joey Porter, you know, or Greg Lloyd and Kevin Green. Like, there's always two, but it's hard to get four. Double yeah, four guys, four players over 10 sacks. You're right. I need to look it up. So maybe it's never been done. But I know it's never been done in the Eagles history, and they've obviously had some of the greatest NFL defenses. And, uh, maybe the Purple People Eaters, maybe the Steel yeah. Curtain. I mean, maybe some of those teams, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look it up, I guess. Maybe I'll do that before our next podcast. A little research. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining the program once again, Matt. Really appreciate you coming on for Dallas Week. Always, Always welcome back. We'll definitely have you back before the end of the season. Probably talk about the playoffs. Uh, then we got to do our season wrap-up. So you'll definitely be hearing more from Matt. Thank you all for tuning in to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. It's Dallas Week. Let's get it on, as they say, on Saturday, Christmas Eve. Until next time, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Beat Dallas. Take care.